Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. Welcome to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. I don't know about you, but I am super excited about 2023. Brand new year, brand new adventures with God. We're expecting to see even more greater, wonderful things. 2022 was awesome, but I don't know about you, but I am always going with the intention to advance, to see more, to experience more, see more miracles, more healings, more salvations, to just continue to advance in the things of God. We should never settle for less, and we should never be at this point in a year from now and be in the same situation, same position, not have advanced in our understanding and revelation, not have advanced in our results. Uh, that, that's not good enough. God needs us to advance, and the world needs us to advance too. Speaking of advance, I want you to go ahead and put it in your calendars for the advanced conference this June right here in Tampa, Florida. We're super excited about it. This is going to be our first annual conference that Lacey and I will be hosting. Uh, it'll be our own conference of Chad Gonzalez Ministries. So right here in Tampa, Florida in June, I will be releasing more information about it in social media and on our website in the upcoming weeks, including the location and all of the hotel information. So be on the lookout for that. This is going to be a great time, a Thursday, Friday night, June 1st and June 2nd. So you can come in, we'll have service Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night. And then if you're planning on staying the weekend, hey, you have the whole weekend to go to the beach, beautiful beaches here over in St. Petersburg and Clearwater. Or if you're a pastor and you're coming down, hey, you still have time to hang out a little bit Saturday and then get back home Saturday night for your church. So we have that coming up. And then also we have some great meetings this month. We're going to be in Birmingham, Alabama on January 15th. It's just going to be a Sunday morning. But at Life of Faith Church, we'll be right back there. Some great friends, tremendous church there in Birmingham. And then we're going to be in Creighton, Nebraska, January 20th through the 22nd at Faith, Hope, and Love Fellowship. Pastor Marcus Kramer. We have some great meetings there. It'll be a Friday, Friday night at 6.30, Saturday morning at 11 o'clock and 6.30, and then Sunday morning at 10.45. So looking forward to that. And then also have some great news for you. We're going to be back on. It's Supernatural with Sid Roth. I'm actually going to be back down there in Charlotte the third week of January, January 24th to 26th, and we'll be filming there for this Supernatural show and a few other things, and that will be releasing sometime in March. So super excited to be back there and some of the great things that are coming up with that as well. Well, before we get going here, I just want to say thank you to all of our partners. You guys did a tremendous job. So very thankful for every single one of you, all of your prayers and your encouragement and support from last year, and we're already seeing more and more coming up. Uh, we're just, we've got the goal to double everything in every area. We're going to double this year in our partners, uh, in our finances. We've got some, some major products that we're going after, especially a building here in Tampa for offices and for school and all kind of stuff like that. So, so be in agreement with us for that. Uh, we're expecting big things and believe in God for big, big, big stuff. And uh, we're so thankful that you are on the journey with us and we get to do this together. Praise the Lord. Well, if you have your Bible, 
why don't you turn over to Galatians chapter 2, very familiar scripture. It says this, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. This phrase, crucified with Christ, this has just been churning on the inside of me for several weeks now. I haven't been able to get away from it. And I know that you know there's so many times we read a scripture, and we've read it so many times, hundreds of times, and you read it the 101st time or the 301st time, and just something different, something clicks, another light bulb goes off. There's something that just kind of pricks you, and it's like, uh, I, need to, I need to spend some time with that. And it's the Holy Spirit trying to show you and teach you and reveal things to you. You see, we should always be reading our Bible to hear, not just reading to read, but reading to hear. You know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, but it's not talking about the written Word. It's the spoken Word that brings faith. And yet what happens is, as we're reading the written Word, we hear the spoken Word of God. We hear the Holy Ghost saying, hey, read that again. Go back and chew on that phrase just a little bit. Spend some time meditating on it. Why? He's trying to bring out something new. He's trying to take you deeper in the things of God. And so I've been there in that place the last few weeks. This is how I, I get book material, and this is how I get sermon material and, and series that we do just in my, in my study time. And there's a certain phrase, a certain couple of scriptures that just began to stick out to me, and I can't get away from it for weeks or months. And so I began to meditate on it and chew on it and just start to see uh, greater things. And that's what's been going on with me with this phrase, crucified with Christ, really just been spending some time meditating on the fact of I died with him. What does that really mean? I've been crucified with Christ. That I've I've died with Christ. We see this phrase, we see this reality all throughout the New Testament, especially in uh, the Pauline scriptures, the Pauline letters, all the the letters that Paul wrote to the church. Uh, We see this in Ephesians, and in chapter 2, it says, verse 5, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved, and you raised us up together and made us sit down together in the heavenly places in Christ. You see this reality of us dying with Christ, being made alive together with Christ, being raised up. And there's been a lot of attention, a lot of talk, a lot of teaching on how we were raised up with Him, made alive together with Him. Uh, There's been a lot of teaching about our authority. But this thought came to me while I was studying and looking at these things. And it was simply this. In order to understand what I am alive unto, I need to understand what I died unto. You see, if you put it like this, think about it like this, that the more we take part in his dying, the more that we can actually take part in his living. I am crucified with Christ. The life that I now live I live by faith 
in the Son of God. We have to understand that the Son of God, he became a Son of Man so that I could become a Son of God. Jesus identified with me so that ultimately I could identify with him. But first, humanity had to be taken into partnership with Christ in order to redeem it. But as surely as we begin to believe that Jesus' death was real, then we must believe that our death was real too. You see, we look at the fact that Jesus died and then he was raised up. And we identify very much with the being raised up, being made alive, that we're forgiven of our sins. But you see, this has always been about life and about death. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 2. I've been spending a lot of time in Hebrews chapter 2 the last few weeks. Hebrews chapter 2, and in verse 9, it says that Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God would taste death for everyone. Verse 10, for it was fitting for him for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. If you get down to verse 14, it says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, talking about Jesus, likewise shared in the same. You see, this is a piece a lot of people don't like, but we need to understand it and take a hold of it, is the fact that Jesus, he became human. He became a man. He became a man so that he could do life like us, and he did do life like us. Same mind, same body, uh, dealing with same emotions, dealing with all of these things so that he could identify with us, do life like us, so that he could set us free. So that he could set us free. He had to do it this way. And in doing that, not only did he die physically, but he also died spiritually. He had the same faith, same humanity, same temptation, same body, same everything, but he did it with perfection. Yes, he is the son of God, but he's also equally the son of man. He did life as man. He laid aside those things that gave him an advantage. He laid aside his godlike abilities, Philippians chapter 2, and he did life as a man so that he could do life like us, so he could die as us. He came down to humanity so he could bring us up into his divinity. But we have to grab a hold of this piece that just as Jesus died, I died. That in the eyes of God, when Jesus died, I died. And if God sees it that way, then I must see it that way too. I have to see the fact that I died. I am crucified with him. I have to see my past as his past. His past is my past. His present's my present. His future is my future. I have to identify with him in every single way. I have to identify with him not just in my future, and not just in my present, I have to also identify with the past. Again, as surely as we believe his death was real, we must believe that our death was real too. To understand what I'm alive unto, 
I must understand what I died unto. I must understand what I died unto. And this is where you get over into Romans chapter 5. Just some powerful stuff here in Romans chapter 5. And the Apostle Paul says this in Romans 5 and verse 19. He said, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that offense would abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 4, therefore, Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Notice this, just as. Notice the phrase just as. It means in the very same way. Just as Jesus died, I died. Just as Jesus was raised up, I was raised up. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life, a new type of life. Verse 6, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin would be done away with, that we would no longer be a slave of sin. For he who has died, verse 7, he who has died has been freed from sin. He who has died has been freed from sin. Think about it. He who has died has been freed from sin. Verse 9, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Verse 10, the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all, but the life that he lives, he lives unto God. Verse 11, likewise you also consider yourself to be dead to sin and alive unto God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You have to consider yourself to be dead. You see, we not only identify with the raising up of Jesus and the sitting down of Jesus, we must also identify with his death. That when he died spiritually, I died to these things. When he died to sin, when he died to sickness, when he died to disease, whatever he died unto, I died unto. And I have to see that in order for me to understand what I am alive unto, for me to understand what I can do and what's possible in my world, I have to understand what I died unto. You see, if, I, if I'm dead to these things, then it means they are no longer alive unto me. If I'm dead to these things, it means they can no longer control me. They can no longer tell me what to do. Whatever Jesus died unto, I died unto. I died unto sin. I died unto sickness and disease. I died to depression. I died to mental issues. I died to Satan's authority over my life. I'm dead to him. I'm dead to sickness, dead to disease. I'm dead to the curse. Whatever is under Jesus' feet, it's under my feet. I understand that. We've been told that. We've been told about our authority, but I'm telling you, friends, the more you begin to meditate on the fact that Jesus' death literally was your death, and that the very same way that Jesus remembers when he died, you need to remember when you died too, that his past is your past. And because of that, it has an absolute effect on your present and your future. I must understand 
what I died unto, I must identify with his death. There's a reason Paul tells you in verse 11, consider yourself to be dead. In one sense, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a dead man walking. You are a dead woman walking. You are walking dead to the things of this world. That is why that we can stand with all boldness before a tumor, before a sickness, before a disease, before someone who just had cardiac arrest and died. We can stand before them with absolute dominion and authority, knowing that we are greater than the circumstance and greater than the issue. Our only issue is we just need to hear from the Lord as to what to say and do. But see, even in that, it even affects our fellowship because the Bible says that before Jesus, we were far removed from God. We have no fellowship. We have no contact with him. But because of the blood of Jesus, because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, he not only brought us near, he made us one with him. I must understand what I died unto. I must understand that. And the reason that this, again, is so important is because the moment I know I'm dead with Christ, the dominion and the tyranny of the curse is now broken over my life. Now, certainly, when Jesus died and arose from the dead, took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, took a seat at the right hand of God, provisionally, it is mine. And legally, it is mine. But if I do not look at it as a legal event for me, if I only look at it as a moral event, if I only look at it as a factual event, if I only look at the death of Jesus as just a moral and factual thing, then it's just an historical fact, but it doesn't change my life. I have to view it as a legal event, and I have to view it as a personal event. You see, Jesus identified with me so that I could identify with him, not just in the resurrection, but also in what I was made dead to. But to go back and live under the rule of the curse, to go back and, and live under the rule of sickness and disease and depression and addictions and mental issues, to go back and do that is to absolutely disregard the sacrifice of Jesus. And again, to only view it as moral and factual instead of being legal and personal. God has set Christ's death to our account, but we must also set it to our account. We must see it in the same way that God sees it. We must see it in the same way that God sees it, that I am dead with Christ. Jesus remembers when that happened. You and I need to remember when that happened too. That I not only was risen with him, but I also died with him. I also died with him. Let me read Galatians chapter 2 again for you. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. I've been crucified with him. The Passion Translation says, My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ. Co-crucified. I like that. That this happened together. And that really is the way that God sees it. It's the way that heaven sees it. Therefore, we need to see it that way too. We must see it that way too. Uh, Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 in the New Living Translation says, My old self has been crucified with him. My old self has been crucified with him. Let me give you some other translations of this. Just been good. 
Amplified says, I've been crucified with Christ. That is, in him, I have shared his crucifixion. I've shared his crucifixion. The CEV says, I have died, but Christ, he lives in me. Just a wonderful, wonderful statement, wonderful truth, but it also must be a wonderful reality in our life if we're going to experience the effects of it. So I want to encourage you, go through the scriptures, go through the New Testament, find all of those scriptures that refer to dying with Christ, being crucified with Christ. Go find them, write them out, meditate on them. I'm telling you, it will absolutely open up your eyes to some things and take you deeper into some things that, that we've known, that's been taught, but will take you deeper and reveal some things to you. I'm telling you, we have to understand who we are so that we can be all God has called us to be. And I absolutely believe that this year, this year, not only are we going to go further than we ever have gone before, but I'm telling you, I firmly believe, at least for me and those that are around me, we are going to walk into and produce some wow moments. I mean, some eye-popping, jaw-dropping moments for the church and for the world because we decided to go deeper in our understanding of who we are and our union with Christ. It's going to be an amazing, an amazing year, and I'm so glad that you and I are doing this together. Man, so awesome, so good. The wonderful realities of our union with Christ. Well, friend, God bless you so very much. Thank you for spending some time with us this month and going through these things. If you're a partner with us, thank you again so very much. We could not do what we do without you. Books being translated, going all over the world. Uh, we've, we've just seen a tremendous increase in our social media videos. We're constantly getting testimonies of things that are happening by people uh, going through the Healing Academy and watching the videos. Speaking of the Healing Academy, if you haven't taken part in that, man, what are you waiting on? Go check it out. You can go to www.thehealingacademy.com. We just released Module 2 last month, and Module 3 will be coming out in a few short weeks. Just some great, great stuff there. It's also available for small groups for churches, but we have over 17 countries represented now, lots of churches, over a 1,000 people right now signed up for it. It's just phenomenal all that God is doing. And again, you have a part to play in that. So we're very thankful for it. If you're not a partner with us and you'd like to become a partner with us, you can simply go to chadgonzalez.com and click on the donate link or the dream team link and uh, it'll take you through that process. God bless you, friend. Remember in Christ, we always win. We'll see you next month. Bye-bye.